Welcome to another rousing edition of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I am the co-host here with Kurt Souter of Further Stuff Ministries. You've had too, we've had too much coffee this no, morning. No, you know, this is just a natural high. <laughs> natural high of being filled with the spirit and goofiness. Combination of both. So That's, how you doing today, Kurt? Uh, I'm doing great. Good. Uh, fantastic. Good. Really. Yeah. Doing good. And, it's uh, good to see you. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are. When is this show going to air? Is this show going to air uh, pretty soon? Oh, it's down the road. Before or after our event? Uh I think it's going to be after our event. If this is going to air after our event, ignore what I'm getting ready to say. But if it's going to air before our event, we're going to have a great event on November the 3rd. And you should come to it if you're a guy. It's for guys only. It's a men's night out. And it is going to be at uh, uh, Iron Bell Ministry. So if you want to hear more information about that, go to our Facebook page and you can look at Solid Steps Radio. And you can go to iTunes and SoundCloud to hear all of our past episodes. And we are uh, talking about an interesting topic today. We're talking about a topic that you will not hear men talk about, right? They just don't talk about uh, the unseen things in life. We love to talk about the things you see. You talk about politics. You talk about sports. You talk about business. And all those things are great things to talk about up to a point. But we don't talk about the things that are unseen, uh, and I always think about when I hear this word of what we're talking about today. Remember in Coming to America? Remember that movie, Coming to America with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. You probably don't. Anyway, there, there was that one scene where the guy, uh, uh, he, he had he had this this hair product called Soul Glow. And, he, and you spray <laughs> A bunch of white people listening aren't going to know what I'm talking about. But uh, there was that scene where he said, you got to let your soul glow. And they shine this. They spray this stuff on their hair. <laughs> And it make their their hair shine, right? Eddie really? Murphy. Yeah, it's called Soul Glow. And <laughs> I always think about that song. Just let your soul glow. You are crazy. Yeah. So anyway, we're talking today about soul, not hair products. We're talking about the soul. <laughs> and so we're talking about your soul. What does that mean? What is that? You know, guys are like, what What do you mean your soul? What does that even mean? We never talk about that. We, we, we really don't. I mean, I mean, I mean, how do you talk about it? Right. I mean, really, how do you, if you want to a guy in the street say, hey, tell me about your soul. They wouldn't even know how to define it. So we're going to talk more today about that. Not hair products uh, for African-Americans, but the soul care of how do you take care of your soul? And what in the heck that means? So we we've got two guests, one via the uh, uh, the sitting right here in the studio, Chris McCutcheon. Great to have you, Chris. Morning, guys. That's good to be here. Yeah, it's awesome to have you. Yeah. And we're, we're gonna, you know, have you share some stuff. What's going on in your soul? And uh, we've got uh, my good friend. We don't even we don't even call him by his real name. We just call him Uncle Slim. So Slim, <laughs> so Slim, how in the world are you? Hey, doing great. I'm not as I'm not as high on coffee as Chad is at this point, but hey, I'm doing I'm doing good and a, a close second to him. <laughs> Slim is a um, he's a good a good buddy of mine. Uh, not not just a good buddy. We are best buddies, and uh, we've been doing ministry for 25 years. He's uh, we partnered together uh, in a variety of settings, but uh, we went to Bible college together. His name is Tim Reese, but we never call him Tim. We just call him Slim. <laughs> and uh, so, Slim, uh, talk talk to us a little bit about the soul. Why why in the world should we even address the soul? Well, let's just start with what Jesus said. That's always usually a good place. To <laughs> That's start. A, that is a good and, place. Uh, so, so Jesus says this in Matthew sixteen um, twenty five and twenty six. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? 
Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? And so, you know, we probably, we're, we're probably familiar with those verses uh, over the years, and uh, we've pretty much read, and usually most of the messages around uh, that are taught on that verse is talking about, you know, our soul going to heaven and how important it is for us to have a relationship with Christ. And that is definitely one meaning of that scripture. But if you, uh, if you were Jewish back in Jesus' day, you would definitely realize that um, scriptures have uh, layers of meaning, and often we will only go into one layer of meaning in scriptures, but they would always mine the depths of the layers of meaning, that there's application, more applications than just one in particular passages. And I think this is another example of that, that Jesus is not just talking about... Um, this idea that, okay, my soul is going to heaven, but, but rather um, I could actually live a life, an entire life on this earth, and never, ever be in tune with my soul. And so we ask, it begs the question, how do we, how do we define our soul? And I, I, I think a picture of it, if you, if you took a, a picture of concentric circles beginning with the, the middle, is that first of all, God's given us a free will. He's given us the ability to choose in this life. And mm-hmm. so our, our will is in the middle. And if you drew another circle around there, you would have um, the heart and mind, because again, uh, in Jesus' day, the heart and mind were not separate. These are not separate things in, mm-hmm. um, when people would think about uh, our heart and mind. They were, they were linked together. And then you draw another circle, and you have uh, this thing we call our bodies uh, that... Uh, that, that God gave us to actually experience and set, uh, in all senses on this earth. And then you have another circle where uh, he's given us this thing called social relationships to, to live out and with uh, in this life. And then, a, and then the circle around that is really just what, what we would call the soul. And I, I think uh, I, I, the picture I've gotten from there is, is, is really from Dallas Willard, because I think he's done some of the best thinking and writing on the soul, and I think it gives us a, a good picture that our soul is just not this nebulous thing that's going to fly off to heaven someday, and that when we're in heaven or on this earth uh, with Jesus, that, um, you know, that we're going to be devoid of thinking and emotion and uh, feeling and, and senses. And so our soul really is the housing unit for our will, our mind, emotion, our heart, our body, how we live out this world in relationship with other people. And I think at its, at its uh, I, I like to think of the soul as really the, the place of encounter with God um, at the intersection of my truest self, of who God has created me to be. And again, we just don't, we just don't give much thought to to these things, if we give thought to something, we might give. We might be one-dimensional in our thinking of soul, but this is an entire way of being that God has actually given us to uh, to think it to uh, to live out. So, Slim, why? Okay, I, I I totally agree with you because we really don't address the soul much. We don't. We just don't talk about it much, except like you know, when you die, your soul goes to heaven. Why? Why is that? Why do not we dialogue about this and have more teachings about the soul? 
Um, well, I think uh, part of it is is that you know I think in the church is that we have we have overemphasized the mind that um, if we have enough information. If we have enough truth, we have enough memorized scripture, and again, those are important things, right, in our journey with God. But when 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 information, mm-hmm. or what I know, is um, kind of a little bit overemphasized, then we just kind of let the thing, you know, paying attention to other dynamics of what is going on inside of me, kind of, you know, fall off a little bit. And I love what uh, Parker Palmer says this, and I think this is a, this is a good way to understand how. How it's hard to wrap ourselves around our soul. He says the soul is like a wild animal, mm. tough, resilient, resourceful, savvy. It knows how to survive in hard places, but it's also shy. Just like a wild animal, it seeks safety in the dense underbrush. If we want to see a wild animal, we know that the last thing we should do is go crashing through the woods, yelling for it to come out. And I and I think there's a there's a part of our soul that's, um, it is, there is a little mystery to it, but I think the other part of why we don't really talk about our soul is that it's, to get in tune with it requires uh, things that um, I, I think partly we just don't want to do, I think partly we're afraid of doing. Um, I think there's a, there's a fear of actually getting in tune with the, the deeper dynamics going on inside of me, because if I do... Um, it probably would be a little painful. Uh, two, it may require changes that I really don't want to make. And three, what it's really going to ask me is, um, is, is me to really think about, do I really believe that God loves me? And I'm not talking about a mind exercise. All of us would have sent to that. But really, ultimately, when I start getting in tune uh, and start embracing the deep dynamics of my soul, one of the questions that arises is, is, does God love me? And I really believe that a lot of Christians assent to that mentally, but if you just ask them the next question, mm-hmm. and that is, does God really like me? Almost everybody would probably have a have a no deep within them. Wow. Hey, hold, uh, put that on hold because um, we need to take a break here. But Slim, we're gonna we're gonna continue to talk about how you know how do we uh, that that hold does God like me? And we're we're also gonna uh, in this next segment we're gonna talk about. How do we know how our soul is doing? So stay with us. We need to take a break here. Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll come back more and talking about soul care. And uh, that was a great quote that Tim used about the soul being a wild animal. Well, how in the world do you care for a wild animal? Well, we're going to talk more about that uh, and and practical aspects of that when we take a break here. And remember, we are having a men's event. This is going to air before our men's event on November the 3rd. So if you want more information on that, go to our Facebook page. Thank you for listening. We will be back shortly to talk more about the soul here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to the second segment of Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter. And we're here with Chris McCutcheon and Tim Reese on the phone. And we are talking about soul care. And you got to take care of your soul. And if you need to take care of your flooring, 
your carpet, your kitchen, all of that just needs some care and tender loving. Maybe you just need to replace it. You can't replace your soul, but you can replace your carpet. You can go to Carol Rogers Carpet One, and they will take care of you for all your carpet and flooring needs. They're great folks over there with great warranties and great service. And also go to Ellen & Credit Union for all your financial needs. They are a great institution who want to get behind you and help you in all of your financial needs. So please remember those folks who help sponsor our show. And we also have a podcast because of those guys. We can have a commercial-free uh, podcast and that will uh, that's on so, uh, soundcloud.com and it's on iTunes if you go just type in solid steps radio you can hear us anytime and uh, for all of our past shows and so guys uh, we we've been talking about uh, with slim uh, y- you mentioned you know we, we would all assent to that God loves us but when the question comes does God like me does God like me you made a, sta- a statement in the last uh, that we're we're unsure about that. Many of us talk about that just a little bit, Slim. Yeah, so so I was doing a couple of years back. I was doing a uh, a retreat for about fifty people, and a lot of these people have been in have been in the church for I mean literally probably twenty, thirty, forty years or And I remember asking them. I said, "Does God love you?" So I believe God loves you. They all raised their hand and, and uh, said, oh, yeah. I said, well, let me ask you this question. Does God like you? And I kid you not, one to two hands went up in that room of 50 of people who have been faithfully going to church all of their life. Now, friends, what is wrong with that picture? Right? And again, we, 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 a lot of us believe God loves us because that's what we've been told. And, mm-hmm. and it's true. But what it does is, it, is, it, is, is that it keeps us, at times, from going deeper into uh, our soul. Because, I, again, I think there's a great fear around this, this idea that if I, look, if I look deep within and I look at my complete being, that I already know in, inherently that I'm going to find things there that I do not like, and then I have a greater fear that if I actually bring him to God, who actually already knows about these things, um, that he is going to basically say to me, yep, uh, that's why I don't like you. Mm. And, um, and so what happens is we stay on a surface level of life, reminding ourselves of this, this thing that says God loves me, but we really don't believe that in a full-bodied mind, heart, experience in our life and I think that's why people I think that's why so many people live a, an untransformed life uh, you know Socrates said what an unexamined life is on is is worth is is not worth living right and so we don't and we just kind of we just you know, keep, do our thing yeah we just keep plugging away and we mm-hmm. we, yeah. we we refuse to sit down and be still and uh, that wild animal illustration kind of Mm. what you gave in the first segment is so true Uh, and that's like our soul our soul has to we have to be quiet and still and that is unnerving oh yeah um, absolutely so so um we got Chris McCutcheon here with us today and uh as well as with Slim uh Chris, talk to us a little. We're going to talk um, a little bit more in this segment about warning signs about how is our soul doing. You know, what what is there anything going on in our souls? What are the warning signs? Did you have any when uh, in the last couple years of how your soul is doing that seem there, there's maybe some troubled waters? 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I've had the benefit of taking part in your, the soul retreats here uh, recently, which um, uh, has been really eye-opening and helped uh, identify this concept of soul, which was uh, a new one for me, uh, as you guys are discussing, kind of a, a new concept to, to consider. And along with that, thinking about, too, how do you take care of your soul? And as you mentioned, what are some warning signs that you're not taking care of your soul? I never considered these things before, but have come to learn through this this process and through the, the great retreats that uh, that you, Kurt, and Slim have, have been putting on and really re- reflecting uh, on my own life and patterns and, and what uh, causes my soul to, to, to struggle and, and feel like it's being neglected. And I think there are a few things for me. One in particular, I think, is, is probably the most common, the one that I need to look out for the most. It's probably the biggest warning sign is just busyness, which um, really steps in the way. And one thing that I've, I've come to learn, I don't, I don't think I realized this previously, but the more things on my calendar, uh, the more empty my soul feels. Mm. And, you know, that's taken a, a little bit of adjustment to, to really embrace that. But I, I, I know now that if I allow life and kind of the pace of life to carry me, I'm pretty sure that the things that, that God wants to tell me, I'm not going to hear. And those are, are things that I have to pay attention to because uh, oftentimes I, I don't sense God's presence because of the pace of, of life that's going on around me. So, you know, unplugging from life is hard to do and time to spend with God, but learning one that that's necessary, how to do that, when to pay attention to it, and then just different ways to to tend to that um, spending time with God has been uh, an eye-opening experience. It's certainly it's not something where I feel like I've arrived, but something that I'm learning about and enjoy learning about. You know, what you're, you're talking about reminds me of what Richard Foster said, uh, our adversary, the enemy, the devil majors in three things, <laughs> uh, noise, hurry, and crowds. And uh, those, are, uh, and, uh, those aren't in them themselves wrong, or, or, you know, but we have to monitor, we have to be careful to guard ourselves from so much noise and hurry and crowds, and it's just... Life can just be crazy. Slim, talk with us about some warning signs of uh, our soul is in danger. We're in, yeah, tr- I, we're, I, we're in, we're in troubled waters. I think, um, you know, like Chris said, obviously busyness is a, is a huge thing. But um, I think, you know, as I've thought about my own life, there, time, there have been periods of life where I realize I'm just tired. I am tired in just about every way imaginable, physically, emotionally, um, tired with God. Um, there, there's, just, you know, there's, a, there was just a deep, like, tiredness that it wasn't going to be solved by just getting some more sleep. Um, I think there is a thing of uh, when I when I become aware of uh, that something is off inside of me. It's just kind of that nagging deep feeling, like there's just something not right in me. Um, and, and, and again, I'm not talking necessarily about sin or that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking about there, there's just something off and I don't know what it is. And then there's a, right behind that is a fear that accompanies that that says, don't go there. Um, and so there's that, that, that awareness that there's unrest below the surface of my life. Um, I think there's a, uh, I think there's a lack of ability to handle joy and pain. 
um, in life when our soul is uh, off, um, you know, to, to, to balance those tensions that come in our life. Um, I think there's, a, there's a, another sign for, for me in my life is that I don't really have time for human stuff that replenishes my soul. So the things that I did that were life-giving start fading away. And, uh, and even the relationships that were life-giving, I, I, I start backing away from. That's usually a sign that mm. something in my soul, my own spiritual rhythms, and just paying attention to my journey starts uh, just slipping and fading uh, away. Um, there's, a, there's a sense of deep loneliness, uh, uh, you know, deeper than normal. Because um, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of people most of the time feel a a low-grade loneliness in their life, um, but it's a, it's a deeper loneliness. Um, I think there's a uh, uh, there's just that lack of joy uh, in life, that, that lack of delighting uh, in life. I think sometimes as well that a, a depression can accompany that. I, you, know, I, you know, you guys talk about men. I, I, you know, I think the statistics prove out that, you know, what is it, 80, 85% of men are always experiencing some some degree of depression in their life um and again most of us are as men are afraid to face that and uh we just uh, our our mo is just to keep yeah just blow through it just Just keep keep blowing through it just Mm -hmm. keep Mm -hmm. i mean i think you and i've talked over the years uh you've done that i have done that Mm -hmm. um more than we should um yeah wow so we we are going to need to take a break here in just a moment, but uh, this next segment we're going to talk about, okay, what are, what are some practices, what are some things that we need to incorporate into our life that bring about a soul healing and soul refreshment? And, um, and so we're, we're, we're going to take a break here right now. Yeah, we'll take a break. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about soul care. How do you take care of your soul and something you don't see, something you don't talk about, something you're not even really can even define. Most people couldn't even define what a soul is. So we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. So if you want to hear more about this, go to our Facebook page and listen to our podcast. We put those podcasts on Sunday night, Monday morning. So if you want to subscribe on the iTunes, just go into Solid Steps Radio, go into podcast, type Solid Steps Radio, subscribe. And then you can just click on it, and every time on Monday morning, it'll automatically send it to you. You can listen to it. And we're going to hear more from Tim and Chris about soul care on Solid Steps Radio.